Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Fins Up podcast. I'm your host, Mortz, and I'm joined by such a handsome compatriot in uh, Southern Dan. How are you doing, Dan? Terry, I'm trying to be positive tonight. I'm very good. How about yourself? Yeah, look, I know we're a little bit negative last night in our Sharks rant, but um, look, to lift our spirits, we went out and we got probably the most positive bloke in rugby league. Uh, so without further ado, we are joined by Big T. What's happening, T? Uh, not much, gentlemen. I I'm super excited to be here. I I really appreciate you inviting me on. Yeah, look, you and I have been talking about jumping on, uh, well, getting you on this podcast for a while, and things have, have happened. But you know, the Southern Dan uh, kept vetoing it, and then finally we got him over the line. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he did it, but here we are. Paid me off. But, yeah. but you and I have, uh, we've done a few podcasts together, T, and, um, you know, I've been on your, your trivia podcast, we did that uh, 1980s to present day draft, and then had to do the, the rundown of that, mm-hmm. so it's, it's actually good to have you on our show for once. Um, now, the, we should point out that Fins Up was so beautifully represented that you ended up coming second. I know, I, 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 I thought I'd done enough to get over the line, but some bloody Bulldogs fan got me. Yeah, and um, amazingly, you're playing the Bulldogs this weekend, so the serendipity-ness of this whole thing is not lost on me. Look, if, if I take two L's to the Bulldogs, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but um, considering how many people you beat, and not knowing who yeah. you're reversing, that's, that's an incredible feat, so you should be very very happy with it. Look, the, the main thing that came out of this is I beat Simo. That's all all that matters. I didn't. I didn't listen to his podcast. I haven't heard how bad it was. I'll. I'll track back and then I'll. I'll I'll sling some shit at him tomorrow. You've lived every man's dream, Terry, by beating Simo. What's up? You've lived every man's dream beating Simo. Correct. Mm. Uh, Let's get into the games. Uh, Manly twenty, Broncos eighteen. Uh, Broncos blowing 18 point lead uh, Let's kick it off T What were your thoughts on this game What were your takeaways uh, Manly's legit And I, I was really happy I mean if I was a Brisbane fan This might be the, the dire Tiger fan in me But Brisbane looked a hell of a lot better This week than last week The halves in the first half looked great uh, Darius Boyd did something So all of those things are good, good signs for them um, Unfortunately they still have uh, Their forward pack Who is down on people and um, that crazy bloke who beats up people in New York is still there and doing stupid stuff so I still think they have a lot of problems to go through but Manly is looking legit um, which must be super exciting for Media Watch Mario and, and all of those people yeah look we're, we're not really happy that uh, Manly are legit but Dan did oh. you watch this game? I did mate I actually quite enjoyed this game I've got some notes here which I'm three weeks in a row now um, yep. Fanua Blake, hate the bloke, but monstrous. 254 metres without to power there to help him. No and also. 12 penalties to two in this game against Brisbane. There's a stat. Uh, I thought Corey Oates was really good in the second row. And it's surprising, but I didn't know this could happen. Tommy Turbo threw a forward pass this week, and Manly fans didn't bitch about it for six weeks on Twitter. <laughs> Who knew it was possible? Uh, yeah. Give them time. Give them time. How about tackle breaks? While we're talking about stats, by the way, Broncos had 25 tackle breaks in this game to Manly's 11. And uh, and I think most of them, I'm assuming, were in the first half. And that's an incredible stat against Brisbane, against Manly's usually pretty good defence. Luckily, they have um, Travojevic in the back that, that didn't let most of them 
go to points. In fact, now I think about it, I think all of their tries are off kicks. So none of those tackle breaks turn into points. So that's Trevojevic at his absolute best. Um, I mean, it's not really uncommon, but our guest has come on and showed us up, Dan. It will, mate. I'm getting used to this. <laughs> Wait, two, two points of contention, gents. Um, yeah. The DCE flop, penalty or no penalty? Penalty. Yeah, I thought it was a penalty. Yeah, yeah, me, penalty, me too. Penalty, and caught it on the inside shoulder, penalty. I can't remember the second point of contention. I wrote shoulder charge, but I have a feeling like... Was no, that this that week both. or last week? It was the Tommy Turbo shoulder charge on Xavier Coates, which wasn't a shoulder charge at all. Yeah, I thought it was fine, but... <laughs> Here we go. Um, my, my takeaway from this, um, Tommy Turbo is just way too good. Like, he is, he is way too good. At 18-0, you, you'd be thinking that you're running away with that game, mm. but... I mean, Manly just sort of looked around, looked at the Turbo Brothers, looked at DCE, looked at the talent that they have, and, and as you pointed out, Dan, they lost Marty to power to a pretty gruesome finger injury. Oh, so gross. Um, yeah. yeah, and then, I, look, I, I, I thought the, I thought the penalties that, that Klein gave away were a little bit harsh. Um, you know, there was that penalty that he called held and the bloke ripped the ball off him, but just just give the ball back. Like, that, that didn't need to be a penalty. That was so close to the held strip call. Just give the ball back, let him play it. Um, the, the thing that that you and I spoke about, Dan, that six again rule, it, it it sort of pissed me off a little bit because Brisbane were down twenty to eighteen with a couple of minutes to go, and they got six again instead of a penalty. Now they're ten minutes out from their line on tackle three, but they get a six again. Are you telling me they wouldn't rather a penalty and a kick to touch? Spot on. Absolutely agreed. Yeah. So that's like that was the point of contention that I had, and I know that you know if we were down by two points with two and a half minutes to go, trying to get down the other end of the field, and they called six again, I'd be wanting that penalty. Like I'd, I'd really be wanting that penalty. Yeah, I, th- I think they need to. That, that's going to happen this year, and that was the problem that we both brought up pre-season. I think there needs to be a a time. Whoop! Just losing all my shit here. Don't don't mind me. Um, where perhaps in the last ten minutes. All the six agains become automatic penalties as normal. But I don't know. I'm sure someone will point out something negative there that I'm not considering. Yeah, well, I mean, enough people pointed out negatives to the one that they've got now, and they still considered it. You know, the other <laughs> thing that I realised during this um, round was if you do, if you you, you kick to the corner um, and you're you're still, you're still trying to set your line, <clears throat> if you give away a cheeky hold down on the ruck and they just reset you again. That's only an extra tackle that you lose. And that's probably well worth the cost of making sure your, your defensive set is better and keeps them in that in that third. And I don't know why we don't do that more often, that you just give away the first tackle into a, a really slow play the ball that's just a six again. That seems to be the, the only other loophole that I can see that I want to see exploited by um, That's by happened a teams. lot this week. That's a good shout. So 
Because you can play right better and you'll be a better team. Not to play the ball. These are some stats. These are some Well, I thought, just, I thought that's what stats. we were supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, New Zealand Warriors, 37. The Gold Coast, uh, the, sorry, the North Queensland Cowboys, 26. Um, this was a really entertaining game because no one wanted to tackle. It was just, it was good. <laughs> yeah. It was, two, it was two average sides having a pub game of footy and in the end, Cody Nicarima was too good. And had a pub side score, 37-26. Yeah. What a bizarre scoreline that is. I absolutely love it. And, and any time, that wasn't a disrespectful field goal either, right? Like, he no. kicked that thinking that he was going to need it. Yeah. Um, just bizarre. I loved it. Loved every minute of it. I'll tell you what, though. That, the, the guy who runs um, Rugby League Project, what's his name? Uh, Andrew, Ferguson? Uh, Andrew Ferguson? Yes, Rugby League Project, yeah. Yeah, whenever there's an odd score like this, he usually tweets like this is the first or second or third time and the years and the rounds that happen. But I didn't catch that tweet this week, so I'd be interested if there was a 37-26 scoreline ever. But, um, look, Dan didn't watch this game. Uh, he was a little bit preoccupied and on the drink. So uh, this is just you and IT. But what did you think about the Warriors in this game? Did you, did you see some positive signs or was it just two pub teams going at it? Um... Positive signs, definitely, yes. Uh, they've now strung two wins together. I think that whole narrative they had about, you know, that they're going to be doing it for their home team and, you know, the the siege mentality thing, I don't think is a real a real thing. This, this looks like the same Warriors team that we had last year and, and kind of the, almost the year before. But um, I still liked them. I mean, Cody Nicarima was on fire this whole entire yeah. game. Where yeah. Everyone knows, anyone who knows anything about Cody Nicarima knows that that probably won't happen again next weekend, but... When we get to watch it, you know, for even one half of football, it's electric, which is great. And he was pairing off beautifully with um, Green, who we know is a great half. So if they can just try and somehow warrior their way into it, stringing a bunch of wins together, it's going to be um, fantastic. But also, Peter Hicku's not not a thing anymore. And he was fantastic in this game. So I also yeah. can't rely on Peter Hicku, Peter Hickoing again, Yeah, unfortunately. Absolutely. And he gave away that, that try where they put the kick in the end goal. Yeah. And I don't know why he thought he could shepherd that one over the line. Um, that, that was never going to happen. But I actually uh, I took a massive L on this because um, I tweeted after the Cowboys went up early. I said uh, you know, I was going to take a monumental effort by the Dragons to uh, avoid the wooden spoons to the Warriors. And the Warriors come out and win, so the Dragons. So, ah. um, you know, I blame myself both. Uh, <laughs> you know. Both, both teams winning. So, um, yeah, look, I, I took the Cowboys um, with no confidence whatsoever. I thought Jason Tom Lolo was pretty well contained. Yeah, um, especially in the first sec- half, you're right. Mm. Yeah, his second stint wasn't as effective as it normally is. Um, I, th- I think the Warriors had a really good game plan. I'll tell you what, though, I was driving down to Wollongong to get my kid and I was listening to this game on Triple M and, and uh, Triple M. And Anthony Maroon, the, the guy who was uh, doing the main call, was saying the Cowboys were unlucky against the Sharks the week before and they're a much better team. And you got to have a look. They've only beaten the Bulldogs, not convincingly, and the Titans, who are a bunch of piss. Mm. And now they've been beaten by the Sharks, the Warriors, and the Broncos. So they haven't really played any of the big sides yet. And they look how we thought the Cowboys would look this year. Yeah, isn't that a, isn't that a shame? No. Yeah, not at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> not Wrong podcast. Okay. <laughs> well, sorry. I mean, I just, I mean, I'm a big fan of Valentine Holmes. I was really hoping that he'd come back and be huge. He's been a little bit injury injury ridden, and Kyle Felt just signed for them again. I was hoping he was going to be good, um, but you know, okay. No, 
we didn't want him to be good. Look, I, I love Valentine Holmes, but for what he did for Cronulla, but I hate Valentine Holmes for what he did to Cronulla. So any time that he's going to be at the Cowboys <laughs> and they're not going to be good, um, I'm good with that. Uh, let's move on. Uh, the Eels 16, the Panthers 10. Dan, you missed a hell of a game. T, take the show. I mean, game of the round? Yeah, just about. Possibly. Uh, it was also great because there was a build-up to this, and, and often when you have a build-up, they, they can fizzle out a bit. But this one held up to it. It's, it's terrifying that maybe Panthers are a thing. Uh, sorry, that um, the Eels are a thing this year. And so that could be... I mean, their fan base is just so ripe for it that they just, they're, they're dying for this to actually come about. Uh, I loved seeing a sin binning. We haven't, I don't know if you've seen that many. You might remember a season or two ago, we got a sin bin pretty much every game. And I think there was a time in which there was one round where there was a sin bin every single game of the entire round, which I was cheering for so hard on Sunday, uh, the Sunday, Sunday 4 o'clock game. But so it was great to see um, anyone get sin binned in this game. But... Uh, I mean, Mitchell Moses seems to be playing well. Most of my memory from this game now is that I thoroughly enjoyed it, and then the amount of tweets I got from Para fans just about thanking us for losing or for us giving them Mitchell Moses and Matheson and, and people like that. So it's great to see those people succeeding there, and it's great to see their fan base super excited. Um, Penrith also look real. I mean, they're one of the only teams that lost this weekend that still looked like they could have easily won. That's probably the yeah. thing I took most out of it. What about you? Yeah, look, I, I really enjoyed this game. Um... It just highlighted how good Nathan Brown is. He was yes. absolutely phenomenal, and that charge that he took and set up the yep. the, uh, the game-winning try. try. Yeah, the game-winning mm. try. My God, he he took that from the back fence and mm. just ran through Penrith. But this was just two teams that hate each other. This For sure, and their fan bases. Yeah, and and I mean, it was really funny because. Uh, I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was Buduinya said that Penrith have to go with a salary cap because they're paying 30 of their players and half of the yeah. other team as well. <laughs> he said it was almost a conflict of interest. The amount of people that were playing in that field or something it was great. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought Regan Campbell Gillard was good, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring Dan into this, mate. Your your mate Isaiah is an absolute cap. I was actually that's I okay for those that don't know. On Friday, I was a little bit busy and missed the old. Uh, the football. Um, that laugh was well-timed. I like that. Um, I wrote, Yao, um, are you willing to admit he's a good player yet, Terry? And cross it out after your incredible rant on Saturday afternoon. Uh, look, I, I saw about four minutes of this game um, refueling. So it was um, it was all, all um, Parramatta from what I saw. Uh, I'm going to just avoid this question totally and pass on to you guys because I heard he was pretty shit just quietly. Um, Moses. He wasn't shit, but with six minutes to go, Penrith had their fair fair share of the ball and he didn't take one run. And the only time he got the ball, he threw a hospital pass to Nathan Cleary and Nathan Brown absolutely fucking smacked him. He's not a hog. That's just good team football. How do you not, like, he's the lock forward. How do you not take a run in the middle of the field? Look, he literally it, just dawdled around to play the ball, avoiding the ball. It's a good well, point. To, to be the, the the nicest guy in rugby league, he did tackle the most out of anyone in that field. He had 55 tackles. And and the most after that for the Parramatta was, was Reid Mahoney with 51. So he may have been gassed from the huge defensive set against one of the best attacking teams of the season. That's what I meant to say, Terry. That's what I meant to say. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I just don't like, and, and the worst part 
about it was, and I don't know how it happened, but on my timeline the next day, there were all these people asking Phil Gould if Izzy Yao was going to play Origin, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Who, who is, has, has Dan retweeted all of these? Or what yeah, it was, so, it was hey, brilliant timing. Boys, a big question. Who won, Moses or TikTok? Who's playing? Who's leading? Oh, look, I'll I'll say this. Nathan Cleary had more influence on the game for a longer period of time, but when it counted, Mitchell Moses stepped up. There you go. Yeah, that's that's probably fair. What do you think about Clint Gutherson, just generally? Uh, I think Clint Gutherson is really unlucky at the moment to be in the same league as Tedesco and Tommy Turbo because he's never going to get an origin game. Um, he's not going to let you down. I, I, look, I don't think he's—I don't think he's the best fullback going, but I think he's the best fullback for Parramatta just for what he offers. Yeah, no, that's a, that's an excellent summation. Well done. I agree, yeah. and to call him like the eighth best fullback isn't having a shot at him. It's probably true no. though. No, look, I, I think I, I think he's probably a little bit higher up than than eight, but. You know, just going off the top of my head, I don't know who's been named at fullback where, but he's he's a lot. But he he's good. He's limited. He is good. Um, would I have him at Cronulla as our fullback? Absolutely. Mm. Um, but I think you know, I think he's just perfect for Parramatta. He chips in when he needs to. He gets out of the way of Dylan Brown and and uh, Mitchell Moses. He doesn't override them. Um, he is a fantastic ball player. He's a fantastic support player. He's not the fastest guy. He's not the strongest guy, but he's he's very reliable for Parramatta, and, and that's that's what they need. And before we move off, Nathan Brown was the other uh, Bowman Tiger that we left. Yeah, uh, who left to go to the Eels. So thanks for reminding me about how great a game he had. Yeah, I put on here um, Moses and uh, Matto. I wanted to talk about them, but I scribbled them out for you too. But I couldn't. I couldn't resist Nathan Brown. Wonga uh, Blake as well. Oh, yeah. He, he gave Stephen Crichton two minutes to forget that palm. Oh, my God. He, he threw him into the ground and then stepped him like he wasn't there in the, in, you know, in the space of two minutes and paralleled the game. And RCG said after the game that he and Wonga Blake were out there to really show Penrith what they'd lost and, and were really enjoying that. Um, yeah. And so that's hopefully why Wunga Blake was doing that. And, and obviously Michael Jennings used to play for Panthers, although that was a long time ago. Yeah. So I think RCG and, and Wunga Blake were both there to prove a point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and this was the first game that I actually thought that Parramatta didn't really use their wingers. Like Ferguson and Sevo yeah. were pretty much not there. I mean, they... They, they did have good kick return meters and, and things like that, but they just they didn't have the influence on the game that they can have. This was more up the middle and, you know, just touches of class from Parramatta that got him over the line. And Junior Paulo being massive. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, moving on, Dan can rejoin us in these conversations. The Rabbitohs, 32. The Gold Coast Titans, 12. Uh, Latrell Mitchell just keeps improving. Our boy Kate yeah. last week. And Latrell had a fantastic game. And and the teleport tele, the two of us to check teleport um, thing where he where he stepped um, Jai Arrow to put on that next pass was yeah. possibly my highlight of the entire weekend. It was so fantastic to watch. I was so happy for the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and that move really showed. Like I mean, I heard a podcast today saying that that's that's great, but that's what he would do as a centre, which might be true. But if he's a fullback, he's chiming in at, at that yeah. stage, so he's getting all of the great things you've got as a centre, and he's and he's got extra parts to it that he needs to work on. Um, far out, it was great to watch, and and yeah. you could see it lifted, lifted everyone at South. I'm sure um, Wayne thoroughly enjoyed it in his pants, and and um, yeah, it was great. 
Look, uh, uh, before we get over to Dan as well, probably just one more thing about Latrell is you saw all the Titans and Souths players taking the knee before the game. Mm. Latrell scored the first try. I just thought it was like a, you know, it's 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 not going to be a memorable moment, but it's it's definitely one that you just go that that's appropriate for that situation. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts of the game, Dan? Mate, thought the first half was incredible. Twenty six six. I actually tweeted this is a great game. Then the second half turned to shit. So I got to cop that. Uh, <laughs> I thought I thought Burgess was massive, and he also had two thirteen meters, which was nice. Um, five tries from the back line. What the hell is that like? But the highlight for me was um, I thought Bryce Cartwright. This is his best game of football in probably two years, legitimately. I um, I, d- I don't hate him as much as Twitter seemed to. I mean, I'm no no fan, but I really enjoyed his game this week, and I, I want to see him and Peachy do something for that club. And also, Big Boyd saying he wants to leave the Titans and go back to Canberra, and it is just which Titans fans quicker to want to drive that prick home. What an absolute waste of money that guy's been. Yeah, and look, just just on your point there, Bryce Cartwright did actually pick up the one Dally M point in this game, but um, shout-out to us, Dan. We gave Dan Gagai an absolute spray last week with K-Dog, and he scored two tries and was man the match on the weekend. So. I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't put that down. <laughs> We we often need a lot of crow tea. It's all good. Yeah, it was it was it was honestly it was state of origin Dan Gagai out there on the weekend. He was really good. It was a good game. Also, I can tell you that um, Bryce Cartwright actually played really well against us as well last weekend. To my severe disappointment, so it was great to see him put two two good performances back to back. Would you also believe, which I'd skipped over the first time I looked over this, but the Titans had fifty three percent of the ball. Yeah. That's crazy. I was going to say, they they had a lot of ball and they had a lot of field position, but they just don't have the quality around, like, the entire team. Um, You know, that Jamal Fogarty, I really like him, but you can tell he's just a rookie halfback. Right. Uh, But he, you know, he had some touches. He had some, like, he he really had some nice touches on the weekend. We're seeing a more confident Ash Taylor as well. I thought there were some really promising signs from the Titans. Um, But they're probably about three years away from... From actually being anything, but you know, for their fans, you can actually look at that game, even though it was a twenty-point loss. You can look at that game and and take some positives out of it. You know, moving forward into this, Those poor in, bastards, in, into the backup. Yeah, look, I don't feel three I years. Don't, oh, God. I don't feel sympathy for it because you know we've had some shocking Cronulla teams, but um, yeah, they, they're in for a bit of hurt for a while. I, I you know, they probably are going to get the wooden spoon again this year, but um, it's not going to it's not going to be all bad for them. But yeah, it'll it'll be uh, it'll be two or three more years of, of hurt. But there's 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 definitely some light at the end of the tunnel for them. Well, they've got Dragons next week, so there's a small amount of light there, and then they've got Brisbane the week after that. So they're two potential wins with with teams that are feeling a bit low. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else to add to the game, Dan? Uh, no, other than Joy Arrow um, should just go to South. He is offering nothing on the Gold Coast. Yeah, I, 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 I tweeted out that I, I think he's a good player, but I, am I the only one who doesn't think he's worth $850,000? Nope, absolutely not. Yeah, look, I, I know we put our our hat in the ring for him, but um, I'm kind of, like I'm kind of glad we didn't get him because it would just be another overpaid forward um, that we really don't need. Now, speaking of that, I loved how positive we were on Aaron Woods last week, boys. That was an excellent episode, and I'm glad to see that Aaron that you're starting to see how great Aaron is. I was I was very positive on Aaron Woods last night as well about our game too. So, is that uh, the one I listened to, maybe? 
no, no, we, we reviewed the uh, the Sharks Dragons game last night. Okay. Um, and I was positive on Aaron Woods, and uh, I think Dan was a little bit up and down on him, but I was pretty positive on Woods. Yeah, and then the week before, well, whichever one, the last one I listened to you guys do, maybe it was in a loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. You won last week. You won last. No, you didn't. Lo- you lost this this week. I'm getting confused because the one that you just, the one that you would have recorded last night, I wouldn't have heard, right? Yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So the last one that I heard you blokes do, you were very, you were pro, um, your pro Aaron was, and you were very pro Chad Townsend, which I was surprised because I, I didn't think he was playing that well, but you guys <laughs> seemed really pro on. No, did I miss that bit? Maybe I heard that wrong. Cut him off. Yeah, Cut him off, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the 15 and a half minutes of expletives. That, uh, <laughs> and I love that you started that episode by saying we were pretty hard on him and, you know, the language we used, I didn't think we could let my grandmother play it. And then the next sentence was like F and S bombs. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Hey, we uh, warned him. Anyway, so I'm glad that you're enjoying uh, overpaid uh, forwards that sometimes drift in and out of games. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, like Diarrow. Moving on, Knights 12, Storm 26. Uh, I tipped the Knights. Um, the best part about this game was uh, K-Dog was on the TV. That oh, was wow. so yeah. cool. How um, Twitter blew up too, and he was looking at his phone and he looked up just as it cut off. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely perfect. Uh, he, he was on the TV. He was trying to get him to pan over to the bronze for John's sign, but I recognised him straight away and it was really good. Um, just on this, man... Cameron Smith, he is so good. You know, like he's thirty-seven. He's thirty-seven years old. He's second in the Daly M's at the moment. Is he actually thirty-seven years old? Yeah. I thought that you were just trying to be funny, like just blowing his thirty-seven. Yeah, something like that. Holy crap! Yeah. <laughs> hey Terry. Okay. The most okay. enjoyable thing about this game was that yes, Cam Smith had a ten out of ten game, but it'll always be remembered for Kalen Ponga. Doing a Chad and blowing a four on two overlap to take a hit up. Yeah. Made me very uh, happy. I'm glad, I'm glad that I've lit the uh, Chad Townsend fire and we're going to keep hearing it now, so that this is good. T, Cam Smith turns 37 this Saturday. Far out! Yeah. That's hectic! Yeah. I get off the couch sometimes and like my, my knee feels a bit funny. That's unreal. Okay. For, for a guy who's not athletic, doesn't have a footballer's body and looks like someone who will lodge my tax return for $70. Mm. He is an absolutely unbelievable footballer. He, just, he had the Knights on, on strings, man. Like, you know, Dan, Dan and I and K-Dog last week were really positive on the Knights. And I still am really positive on the Knights. I think Adam O'Brien's building something there. But yeah. The Knights are probably two pieces away from being that legitimate top four contender. They, uh, I also had tipped the Knights. I thought they were going to get this one done. And and 26-12, I think, flatters the storm. It was way closer than that. Yeah. They played really, they, they blew them out a little bit in the first half, but the second half it looked like the Knights were building. And every time the storm scored, it felt like the, the Knights were supposed to. So um, it was, it was, it, it could have been a lot closer than 26-12. The possession was the same, but the errors and missed tackles are yeah. what's dramatically different from the last um, Titans game we were looking at, which is what obviously they do well. Force dropouts and stuff like that, unbelievable. Kick meters really high. Um, they're an absolute force. Nothing has changed. Everything stays the same for those guys. I oh, know. Some, something that's going really under the radar this year is Ken Munster's kicking game. Not, like, mm. People aren't talking about it, but he's just putting in the right kicks at the right time. Maybe they... I think they were... 
last year they, um, particularly in the back end, they were using their halfback, whose name I can't remember, and he wears a headgear all the time. Thank you. Um, and his kicking game was was quite good. And maybe that's what we were focused on either in, in the media narrative or that's just because he, he kicked a lot more. And maybe now I, I thought his kicking wasn't that great in the first couple of games. So maybe Munster has been told to or has just naturally um, taken the ball a bit more in that role. But yeah, he's fantastic. And, and also Munster... I remember a year or two ago, in Origin, any time he would get the ball, he was terrifying. Um, and that disappeared a little bit, I think, since they, they lost that grand final um, in 2018 against the Roosters. He's, in my brain, he's looked a little bit less confident or, or less brilliant. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely building again into that craziness. He's still amazing. If I could have him in the Tigers, I would. But he just wasn't that terrifying... Um, player that he was a couple of years ago. Yeah, I mean, like, in that 2018 grand final, you got to remember, he was the first person to get Simbin twice in a grand final. Yeah, so, which was amazing. <laughs> was yeah, awesome. he, he probably tried, he's probably trying to get rid of that, um, you know, probably had a year of trying to get rid of that uh, tough guy or whatever he is, because, see, he's, again, he's like Cameron Smith, he really divides your opinion, you either love him or hate him. I personally yeah. love him, I think, I think he's a great player, but, um, yeah, look, the, the storm every year, you just think they're going to fall away, and there's other teams creeping up like the Knights, like yep. the Panthers that, you know, are, are probably going to leapfrog them. And then they come out and just choke Melbourne, uh, choke the Knights out of the game. Um, the Graham Mannersley came out today and said that penalty on Clemmer on Panukin shouldn't have been a penalty. Um, I absolutely agree with that. I blew up when they gave that penalty. I think if you're going to be a decoy runner, expect to get put on your ass. You should get put on your ass. If you stand there, you get penalised. Yep. So go yeah. go down, cop your shot. Yeah. If, if you're, if you're going to run a decoy play and, and go into the defensive line, look, well, who's David Clemmer to, to, to say, all right, well, Finucane, like, they, they play the short balls with Finucane a lot. Yeah. So who's to say that, you know, he's not going to get it? And and Clemmer had a split second to make that. It wasn't even a hard hit either. He just, he, like, like Finucane milked that for all it's worth. Uh, and the other penalty that pissed me off as well was when Vunavala was 30 <laughs> centimetres off the ground trying to catch the ball and Edric Lee tackled him and copped him around the chin. Yeah, I get that. Edric Lee got put on report. You can't put God Edric on report for that. I just won't have it. It's also, funny, I though. Nearly, I, I nearly paid for Edric Lee's defence if he got charged for that. Boys. Anybody that pissed me off should be a, a uh, Twitter account. That's a great name. Yes, that me off. Throw it yeah. out there. You know, you know what would have happened if Edric had stayed on his feet and ran at him, he still would have knocked him out on, you know, <laughs> account of his huge <laughs> monster cock. Yeah. But um, anyways, um, it's it for those that didn't pick it up. Mitchell Pierce. I just think that, um, yeah, going back to it, like Newcastle, if they want to be an elite team, which they're building to, they're one or two pieces away. I don't know if Tyson Frizzell is going to be one of those pieces. Uh, but oh, I definitely... Gosh. I definitely think they need a number six because uh, Kurt Mann's okay, Connor Watson's okay. We haven't seen much of Tex Hoy yet. Mason Lino, you know, he's, he's in and out of first grade. They they need a number six. Um, and I'm going to see if they want Chad Townsend. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. Fuck, like you just rattled it. You rattled off some excellent names just then, by the way. Newcastle is really lining up some great first and last name combinations. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that Twitter poll as well. That I, I and, and thank you, T, because Toby Rudolph was winning that Twitter poll until you got your hands on it. Uh, and then he got smoked. But I am going to release all 16 teams. And we're, we're going to find out what the best name in rugby league is. And I'll tell you what, Newcastle have got four cracking names to go up there. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. 
you know, Phoenix Crossland, Tex Hoy, Bradman Best. Um, yeah, they've, they've got oh, Star Tower. He's another one. Um, <laughs> they, they've got like six or seven names. It was, it was really hard to pick four for them. Do you think Knights and Eels are on the same trajectory, or do you think Eels have been building like this for a couple of years and Knights are still not in the same like I, uh, phase? I, see, I thought the Eels were building a lot in 2017, and then obviously they got the wooden spoon in 2018, so you didn't know where they were going. You didn't know if Brad Arthur was the real deal, but they bounced back from that season really well and I think they've just they've made some incredibly smart you know like whether you're Regan Campbell Gillard or not he's a he's a good addition to their pack because they've got a big aggressive junior Paulo and then you've got Regan Campbell Gillard and you've got Nathan Brown as as your middle so I think Newcastle are definitely heading in the right direction as much as it pains me to say but the Eels are definitely the the Eels got a head start on them Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the Knights were put back because Nathan Brown just had no clue what he was doing with that team he sort of picked up some players here and there and just chucked 17 blokes on the field and hoped for the best. Whereas Adam O'Brien, he looks like he, he knows what he's doing with that squad. Newcastle yeah, have right. too many all-or-nothing players. Like, if yeah, Ponga's right. on, he's on. It, like, Best is going to have a bad game soon. You don't get too much out of Guerra, whereas Parramatta, 1-13, to they're just solid as a rock. The, there's no real weakness there, whereas Newcastle has a weakness in the fact that Mitchell Pearce just can't beat Cam Smith. At any level of the game. Uh, yeah, that's fair. It's in his head. Uh, moving on to a game that's probably going to pain our uh, guest tonight, but the West Tigers 6, the Canberra Raiders 14. Um, I'm going to say this. I think Jack White is a very, very lucky boy to escape not being put on report in this game. Uh, and I think that that forearm on Josh Reynolds that, that he got away with was a turning point in the game because they scored after that. Uh, it should have been a penalty to you blokes. Well, that's very kind of you. So, Dan, what did you think of it before I go? I was going to say, I just want to jump in before I throw it over. I thought you guys were right in this and on top until Russell Packer stepped on the field. Two moments oh. of absolute madness completely took this away. Um, I think Adam Dewey is by far your best player. I love that guy. And Alex Twal, um, one half of the podcast has been very negative on him early on, but he is an absolute <laughs> machine. Um, I, look, I thought you guys were right in it, and I'd I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed the game because I got to go, which was amazing. So a friend of mine um, was also a corporate partner, so he um, he took me out there. So the experience of just going out there, having a few drinks, hearing the announcer, hearing that that weird bell sound when the six again ring out across an empty field was such an experience. And we were up at halftime, and and by halftime I was really happy with just how we're playing because we we didn't look. I thought we played well enough against the Titans um, to win, but the Titans were just really good that game. And it looked like we were doing the same thing here, where we weren't capitulating the game afterwards, uh, which often happens. We have one good game, one bad game. So I also know that the Raiders are a better team than ours at the moment. Like, you can't look at both of those teams on paper and and think that it was going to be the same game. So the fact that it was close, like you said, Sazo Dan, or that we were even in it, was quite... uh, made the night even better... Um, the, that it didn't look horrible and, and I mean a penalty goal was the only thing that really broke our hearts because it, it didn't look like we were going to win the moment um, the Croker kicked that one over but because it was so empty I got to politely remind Croker of, of being in a similar situation in 2010 um, <laughs> where he missed yeah. that goal and we went through but he, uh, I'm sure he smiled as he kicked it over and, and knew that he kicked his team to the victory so uh, it was great it was a great experience it was a great game Canberra I agree that I thought the, the elbow and the throat wasn't great but also 
I can't begrudge Jack Whiten's game. Other than that, he was he was incredible, and the try that he put on was pure uh, Origin Jack Whiten. So it was a great it was a great contest. Yeah, I just I, I don't know how that wasn't overturned by the video referee. The video referee can step in for foul play and things that need to go and report. He, he clenched fist, elbowed Josh Reynolds in the throat, and got a penalty for it. Mm-hmm. I, like, I don't get that. That was a turning point for me. I'm going to disagree with Dan. I don't think Dewey was your best player. Josh Reynolds, by far, was your best player in that game. Um, and I thought he, the, the battle between him and Whiten was, you know, if you, if you had to pay for a ticket to that game, it was worth the price of admission alone. Because mm-hmm. um, those two, just two competitors that went at each other and then were, you know, at, when the full-time siren went, Josh Reynolds collapsed and Jack White picked him up. Oh, I didn't see that. That's excellent. Yeah. That, I saw that at full time. That was that was like really cool because you know they were for mine they were the two best players on the park. Um, I think this Canberra this, this Canberra team uh, they they've got a lot of Cronulla twenty sixteen about them how they just like to grind teams down right. and get get them into a dog fight and then you know flex their muscle a little bit. Um, they know they know when you know to pull off the power play when they have to. They know when to get flashy, but. You know, that was a game that was just really, you know, smash up the middle, get your forwards involved, you know, kick to corners, possession's key, mistakes are key, and the Raiders just show why they are a contender for, for, the, for the title this year. I definitely think Dewey is great, and I'm so glad that he's there because we haven't, since Teddy, we haven't had a, a um, fullback that we're all super happy with. Noth has now done three games in a row where he's looked great, which is which is excellent because you both are on Twitter and know how much of a hammering that poor bloke gets anytime a try goes in on his wing. But um, there is the Tamalolo breaking through and then into space is one of the beautiful, most beautiful sights in, in rugby league. Um, and for Feeder and... and um, and his scuffle, oh, I don't know if we're going to talk about it because we might skip that game. But Fafita shaping up to Tyson Frizzell was also a beautiful sight this weekend. But anytime you see Joshy Reynolds at marker on last tackle, it's also one of the most beautiful sights in rugby league because he he runs so hard at whoever he thinks is just about to kick it. Um, it is incredible to see that that man's just gone through a, a defensive set and will still run that hard at a kicker at the end of the set. And, and every time he was in marker, it was lit my face up because I just love seeing someone work that hard um, in such a physical game. Um, just like when you see Tamalolo break into the backfield or when you see Fafita and his beautiful mullet shaping up to Frizzell. Yeah, anytime you see Josh Reynolds on the field, you just know something's going to happen. Like whether it's good, bad, indifferent, you know, <laughs> you know something crazy is going to happen around Josh Reynolds. And it was it was one of Josh Reynolds' good games. Like, or off-field, yeah. Terry. What's that? It, off-field as well. Good, bad, indifferent. You never know. Yeah. Recently, so yeah, that's, yeah, that's a that's a good part. Look, anything else to add to this team before we move on? Uh, good luck to Canberra. I hope they go very far this year. I don't. Um, <laughs> outside of Cronulla, is there is, is there a team that you guys like? Is there a second kind of team that you feel for? Oh look, I, if if I say who my second team is that I feel for, it's probably going to get run up in arms. So we'll just leave it. Oh come on, that's even more reason why we should. Well, Sally Dan, you go first, and then. And then we'll hear from Mort. Uh Absolutely, I have a second team, the Newtown Jets. Oh, of course. Well done, sir. L- Loophold. Yeah, well done. But what about um, Magulius? That whole fall from grace, he's the king of Newtown, but now he can't get a run with the Sharks. He's still the king uh, of Newtown. <laughs> Leave him there. New, New, Newtown's his level at the moment. He's got a lot of hard work to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my, my second team that I, I cheer for any time Cronulla's out of the comp because they've usually gone further, I love the Melbourne Storm. Oh, right. 
I'm a, I'm a Cam Smith man, so. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Um, and the final game of the round, the Bulldogs 6, the Roosters 42. I've got a stat for you here. Inside the opening 10 minutes, the Bulldogs had one run and lost the ball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Far out. And they'd already had a try scored against them. Smacked, yeah. yeah. Lachlan Lewis got smacked off a scrum, and that's the only time they had the ball inside 10 minutes. Yeah, isn't that sad? Yeah. Oh. This, um, this was scary good yeah. from the, the Roosters, yeah. though. That's a desk oh. He had spiders on him. They couldn't tackle him. He had, like, what, three tries, two try assists, two line breaks, five line break assists, ten tackle breaks, 200 and something metres. And, you know, Brett Morris, at 110 years old, was absolutely <laughs> everywhere the other night. Like, I couldn't believe it. But the, pos- the possession in this, 50-50. It was forty-two six. How does that happen? Yeah, that's amazing. But also, the thing that the most incredible thing for me was listen to the time of these scores because it's the first six, thirteenth, twenty-fifth, sixtieth, seventieth, and seventy-seventh. So they never stopped. It's just a try in every team except for the fifties. It's just nuts that they would do that. They'd score like that. So good. Um, Going back off Tedesco's stats, if if you had Watch the game, like watch the game that Kyle Flanagan had, and to say that he wasn't the best player on the park is absolutely outstanding. He was probably he was probably third. James Tedesco is just absolutely absurd at the moment, Um, and the battle that him and Tommy T and Cam Smith are going to have for the Player of the Year is just absolutely breathtaking. And so you were talking about um, Travojevic uh, at the very top because they played on Thursday. Where do you think, or Friday, where do you, where do you think they're at at the moment? Because everyone loves comparing Turbo with Teddy. Yeah. Um, look, I, I, a couple of weeks ago I said that I think Turbo is going gonna, is gonna to jump past Tedesco. Um, Turbo is top of the Daily M's at the moment, but that performance from Teddy was, you know, and I know it was only the Bulldogs, but... They are the two. They're the two best fullbacks in the comp. They're the two best players in the comp at the moment. Cam Smith's behind them, um, but yeah, it's like watching those two go. But I wish one of them was a Queenslander so we could see them go at it in Origin. No, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I look. Yeah. I, I, know, I know you guys are okay with it, but if one of them was a Queenslander, that would be absolutely outstanding. They've had enough of like, oh, wouldn't it be amazing if these two godlike players played next to each other? Oh, look, <laughs> we just did it. Yeah, oh, yeah. there's seven immortals, I know. <laughs> Um, how about this for play the board speeds, by the way? I think these are the slowest and fastest against each other. So the Bulldogs play them at 3.84 seconds, um, and the Roosters have got it down to 3.2. So that's almost a second difference per tackle, uh, or at least half a second difference per tackle. So that's two and a half seconds each defensive set. That's that's a huge amount of extra running the Bulldogs have got to do, or, or two and a half Seconds of breath, extra set that the Roosters get as well. It's just that's incredible coaching. That's yeah, uh, I, was, I was I was listening to Dan Ganane talk about this game and talk about the Roosters and how quick they play the ball and how quick their speed is. And he said the one thing that's letting them down at the moment is the age and the slowness of Jake Friend. Now he said he said no disrespect to Jake Friend because Jake Friend is an incredible player will probably be the Queensland origin hooker this year, but in a game that's so quick. And he even said if, he, if they had someone like a break, uh, Blake Braley who could just run off the back of those play the balls, the Roosters would be damn near unbeatable. What are your thoughts on that? Hard to argue. <laughs> that is hard to argue. They've got 
again, no weakness. They started badly. Then Kyle Flanagan became like a Cooper Cronk clone. The guy can't miss. <laughs> he kicked seven from seven. From I swear he took that seventh kick from halfway up the friggin' um, the stadium steps just to be a smart ass. But I, yeah, if they honestly, if they had a fast number nine like a Cook or a Braley, they're winning the comp in a canter. They're that good. Yeah, I, I see. I'm going to disagree with you, and I think that they're, they're the kind of articles that it feels like clickbait. Like, oh, Roosters have a problem. I really think that any faster, and you you don't let those playmakers or Tedesco do something because if everyone is running, if everyone's constantly running forward, there's no shape. You know what I mean? I think I think that having a hooker that, that can read which way it should go, can take a breath and see which way it can go, won't always run, but but is always going to take the right option and can kick. I think it's way better for a team like. Well, for better for any team, and particularly in a fast-moving um, thing. I think Cook is an excellent hooker, um, and he has a running game and a kicking game and often takes the right choice, but I wouldn't say that um, the, he, the Cook would make the Roosters better at the moment. No way. What about a team with two shit halves, like, I don't know, say the Sharks? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think Johnson's shit. I, I don't even think Chad's shit. You're very persuasive. Though. I got on the end of that episode and thought, I, you know, I don't. I would never put him on my fantasy team. But um, but I might also be running on residual 2016 memories. Um, so I'm certainly ta- happy to take your advice. But Sean Johnson's not crap, is he? No. No, he's not. I'm just taking the piss. No, phew. Um, yeah, I just. I, I think the the funny part about like listening to Dan Ganane talk about that with the half with the the dummy half and then. One of the highlights for, for me was Jake Friend actually jumped out of dummy half to have a run and, and dropped the massive ball. massive bicep knocked the ball out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you look, if that's the only weakness the Roosters have, the rest of us are in trouble. But uh, it, it took Kyle Flanagan uh, a coronavirus pandemic to, to figure out that he does belong at the Roosters. Mm. Um, Dave Riccio came out with a really, really hot take today saying that he's above Cooper from <laughs> the same age. Mm. Um, Red hot take on that. Look, which Dan and I know how good Kyle Flanagan is because we've we've watched him since 2016 when he was, you know, absolutely unbelievable, and then 2017 when he, he scored 450 points in the the jersey flag. But he he's going to be a representative player somewhere, but I don't think he's, he's active from the world at the moment. I think I think Dave just wanted some likes and retweets and some anger directed at him this morning. Um. I'm glad that you thought that because I was worried that you were just about to lean in on Riccio and I, and I was going to have to be very polite. But I, no, I thought, that again, that felt exactly like there are two ways you can go with the Roosters at the moment. Talk about them or don't talk about them. And so most reporters are thinking, oh, let's talk about them. And so they're thinking, oh, I'll be crazy, um, crazy positive or crazy try and find a negative. And that just felt like that. There's, just because, yeah, anyway. But Kyle Flanagan's playing really well. That's great. Yeah. I don't think, Kyle Flanagan doesn't need that, that rap on him at the moment. That's the worst thing you could do for him. No, you, you, uh, hi, Luke Brooks. Yeah, you need what, what Richie needed to do was put that tweet in his graphs and tweet it out before they played the Sharks to play some mind games. Don't do that. <laughs> that bad, Richie. Mock him. Maybe that's what he was doing. Yeah. I like to think uh, so. All right, moving on to some news before we tip the round. It's been a week for the Thompsons this week. Joel Thompson has gone to St. Helens because Luke Thompson has gone to the Bulldogs and Corey Thompson has gone to the Titans. T, what do you think about that one? I mean, Corey Thompson moving, I think that's great for him because the poor bloke um, wasn't getting a run and I still think he's the first grader, so um, I wish nothing but the best for him. And uh, the other Thompson coming up from England, everyone's super excited about it. So, you know, that's a 
great. Good for him. Any any movement from Super League always is a bit dubious for me. I want to see them play here. The, the guy from Canberra, the halfback from Canberra, Williams, has shut me up. So maybe this guy. But he, the Thompson, the other Thompson from Super League used to play with us before, right? Who's that? Sam Tompkins? Yeah. No, not no, Tompkins. No. Wasn't there another no. Thompson who's coming over? No, Joel Thompson's gone to St. Helens. That's the only other Thompson. Oh, the other way around. Okay. Okay, um, good for him. Look, we, with Luke Thompson, uh, I I don't know. I, like, he is a bully in the um, in the Super League, but this is also the same guy who got punked by Adam Cuthbertson for, like, three games in a row. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not sure on, on how he's going to go, and I hope he goes terribly. Um, <laughs> Corey Thompson going to the Titans, though, it, it, it caught Ryan Madison's attention, and he threw some shade out straight away. Yeah, that was a weird... Um, tweet about that where he was a player's player last year and now he's got booted this year. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I get it. He, I mean, he's. I kind of like players being real on social media. So, I, you know, I, I like that tweet. But the, um, it's got a little bit of truth to it as well, right? Like that. That would have hurt. I know Noffer also tweeted something very lovely about him. But a lot of people, you very rarely see players come out and do any social media around people moving. But quite a few people came out and made little comments, positive or little digs around it, which I thought yeah. was weird. But is uh, is Corey in your in your thirteen though? No, he's only in the seventeen. <laughs> there you go. Um, Me personally, or, or the actual team? Uh, you personally, for you? I, I put him in there over Jennings at the moment on the wing. Mm. Definitely. Not a bad. Uh, that's what that's what a lot of Tigers people I know couldn't understand why he wasn't playing ahead of Bobby Jennings. Yeah. Uh, eight Tolman quarantine for fourteen days despite passing a coronavirus uh, test. Good or bad? What what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's it's good because the incubation period's a week. You gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. There's no risk. If he gets it, you pass it on to the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs give it to the Sharks. The Sharks give it to whoever. Comps shut down for another six, twelve weeks. I think um, you know it's a shame for Tolman, but um, it's good for us because you know as we talked about last night, last time we played them. But um, I think I think it's the only move they had to be honest. I, I like it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I completely agree. Um, Isaac Moses has been stripped of his NRL player accreditation. What? Yep. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Fuck that guy. I hate player agents so much. All yours. Yeah. Yeah. What the got, hell? He got stripped. The, the NRL announced it uh, tonight. He's uh, for some dodgy dealings. Uh, he may, I can't remember the player who it was. Tim Give false evidence. Tim Manor from uh, Para. Yeah, Tim Manor made give false evidence back in 2017, and the NRL conducted their investigation, and he will be stripped of his accreditation. Wow, because yeah. he's like the number one, isn't he? Yeah, he's a prat. As he's well. a Far out. He's absolute, absolute weasel of a human. As well. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, hopefully this hopefully this also garners a new age of of accreditation and and closer inspection and what happens and and how you can be a player agent and what that actually means and and things like that because um they've had a real run of it for too long probably absolutely and before we tip the final piece of news Callum Ponga has re-signed four years 4.4 million dollars 1.1 million dollars a year uh overpaid good price uh undervalued what are your thoughts Steve uh, overvalued. Yeah, I think overvalued. anyone for one point one is too much. Ever since Tamalola is probably the only one I've seen, and maybe Cherry Evans at a stretch. But 
Um, and he's, that was a bad pun about his neck. But the, um, I think when you look at Hunt, I don't think that's paid off. And I don't know. I just, maybe Bill, yeah, no, I don't see 1.1 being, a, I think that's too much money for any player in this game at the moment. Even Tedesco, I don't think 1.1 um, is enough. Is too, it's too much for one person per year. Damn it. Yeah, I don't think he's a million-dollar player yet, but I think Newcastle have done what they can to keep him from going to rugby union or the Broncos. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts? Worth every cent. Not in money terms, in value, though, to Newcastle. Yeah. If he'd yeah. walked uh, away, yeah. that the rebuild's Newcastle, over. Yeah, he, yeah he, he, will, he will ensure sponsors are flowing and members are coming back. So, uh, Speaking of the Knights, they play... You're both very smart. I didn't think of any of that. Well done. <laughs> the, the, the Knights versus the Broncos at Central Coast Stadium on Thursday night. Dan, who are you tipping? Uh, Newcastle, although Brisbane are going to be red hot, so got about 10 yeah. forwards back this week. I'm going in Newcastle as well. T, who are you going for? I think I tipped Newcastle. But I just... I it, to Van Gogh Jr. and um, that other bloke coming back are just so exciting. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Newcastle, Newcastle. Sorry. I think the Knights are up too much. They've got too much in the halves from their forward pack can match them. Uh, six o'clock, South versus the Warriors. I'm going to go South Sydney. South for me, mate. Yeah. Cody Walker, too good. Yeah. Team? Yeah, I've also got South. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Seven thirty, Friday night, probably the game of the round. Panthers versus the Storm. Oof. I am going to go the Storm. Yep, Melbourne. Team. It's just supposed to be faster than this, isn't it? Uh, I just. I mean, I want to say Melbourne, but I'm a big upset guy. I love an upset, so I'm going to... I think I'm going to say Penrith. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to go Melbourne. No. Okay. Sorry. Uh, 3 o'clock, Sunday, uh, Saturday afternoon. Oh, o'clock. shit. This is the game of the round. Titans versus the Dragons. How is <laughs> this game player? I, I, I flipped heads or tails on this, and I got the Dragons. Dragons for me. I think they finally got Ben Hunt where he needs to be, and I think Duffy's <laughs> a lot better than Terry gives him credit for. Have you seen the team list? Yeah. So can you tell me how they're, how they're playing their weird spine in the Dragons? Uh, Dufty is the fullback. Corey Norman's the 5A. Um, Clune. Clune's the halfback. McInnes is starting and Hunt's on the bench. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I'll take Dragons. Yeah. Cool. Uh, 5.30, the Tigers are playing the North Queensland Cowboys. I am going to take the Tigers as much as it pains me to say it. Tigers for Why me. Does it, why does it pain you? I hate the Tigers. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't mean that. I love you, but I don't like your team. Yeah, but come on, the Cowboys aren't lovable. No, but no oh. vow this week. I love them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a we have the wood on the Cowboys. We've ever really lose to them. So high two thousand and five. So the um, yeah, I've got Tigers for this as well. Speaking of the wood, I think McGuire made a bad mistake because doesn't Benji Markle? Benji Marshall have an 18-3 and three record over the Raiders. Well, he also has a, a, an insane record over Canberra. Yeah. I think it's yeah, like 17-3. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant, yeah. He's 18-3 he's and three over the Raiders, and he's got a, he's got the huge wood over the Cowboys as well. Mm, I don't know. Uh, Roosters versus... Another game of the round. Fuck, rugby league is great. <laughs> it is yeah. good. Roosters, Roosters versus Parramatta. As good as Parramatta are, I can't stand beating the Roosters. No, me neither, and I think their run's going to come to an end. But, uh, yeah, this is definitely the game in the round. Wow. I mean, I'm putting money on them at $2.75, though. I've tipped the Roosters, but 2.75 for a game that looks like a toss of the coin 
is also pretty good. And now that I've looked at the Titans at $2.40 as well, that's a good multi. Oof. Yeah, not bad. Views um, are our own, bet responsibly. Uh, Raiders versus Manly. Um, I'm going to go with the Raiders. Uh, I'm going to go Manly. I think they're um, they're just too good. Yeah, I'm tipping Sharks and Manly. I don't know that you are naturally tipping Sharks, but I'm, I'm also telling you I'm tipping them. Yeah, we're just going to ask you uh, if you're going to take the Sharks or the Dogs. Dan and I tipped last night. We both tipped the Sharks as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, T, that's the end of the show for us, mate. Dan's given us the uh, the countdown now. We're, we're almost uh, out of our allotted time slot, mate. But thank you so much. Don't be. I should be thanking you for inviting me and having you on... On in your car park, it was a very hospitable place to <laughs> very hospitable place to do a podcast. Yeah, man. Look, uh, you're welcome back to the car park of Menai anytime. Dan. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, Dan, I will catch you next week. Beautiful, mate. See you then.